Hi, welcome to Cinema Scene on Gardner Webb University Radio, WGWG.org. I'm Noel T. Manning II. Hanging out with a special co-host today, a special guest extraordinaire. Uh, having the name extraordinaire behind you is pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, Dr. Jeff Hartman. How are you, Dr. Jeff Hartman? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. I'm excited. Hey, man. Glad you're here, buddy. Uh, we, we talk movies kind of off the air quite often when we bump into each other in the lobby. Uh, Jeff, as you may or may not know, um, does a, a show focusing on uh, exercise science. What's the name of that little segment that you do here? Exercise and <laughs> Science with Dr. Jeff Hartman. <laughs> so there you go. So see, <laughs> it's a really easy show. Um, you yeah. know, you know, he's going to talk about either exercise or science or both or how they come together. So, or me <laughs> or, or him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is cinema scene. We talk about movies, so we're not going to talk a lot about exercise science unless we decide to, uh, well, we might, we'll have to wait and see depending yeah, on which, which direction I go. Uh, Jeff, Jeff, you've, you've been a movie fan for, for a long time and, um, so I said we talk about films every once in a while when we're uh, when we're bumping each other in the lobby. So I just thought it'd be a great time to to bring you on, and uh, you've got some great insight in films just because of your love for them. And so I thought, hey, let me just focus on Jeff Hartman and his love of movies and talk about <laughs> why, you know, why 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 he likes films, what kinds of films he likes, what he dislikes. So we'll uh, we'll just let this be your your show today, man. Cool. Me, my, and my mom are going to be your your biggest <laughs> exactly. listeners. And, and you know that's what matters. As long as we've got three listeners, yeah, uh, we're pretty good. My wife listens on occasion, so oh, cool. uh, well, my wife will listen on occasion now too. <laughs> so good, awesome. Well, let's uh, let's talk about uh, what first draw you in. What what first drew you into uh, film watching back when uh, when you were a little bit younger than you are today? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> I, probably the popcorn and the soda, to yeah, be honest with yeah. you. And it was such a rare experience growing up okay. that it was an event. All I don't, right. You know, my, that's lost on my kids yep. now because yep. we go to the movies all the time. Right. But when I was little, I, I, it just seemed epic then. Yeah. And maybe uh, it, I'm introducing my kids to the movies that I watched when I was younger. Okay. So all the right. Star Wars, the Indiana yeah. Jones and... I remember how just epic those yeah. moments were. Right. It was and, it was the experience. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. quite sure if the films have changed that much, but it certainly seems the experience is more commonplace and that kind of takes the magic out of it a little bit. Yeah. But the dark theater, mm-hmm. the surround sound, right. you know, I guess with the home theater system now that's taken away from the the right. drama that you get with that. But yeah. I still love going to the movies and and stepping into that kind of magic yeah. place for two hours yeah i'm the same way i, I mean there are um, there are certain films that i consider must see in theater films yep uh there are other films that i figure i can wait until uh, you know red box or or watch it in my home theater and then yet there are others that i'm fine watching on my kindle or even my phone yes or oh, even wow. my phone uh, if, if i just want to watch the story sure um i, I Preference, of course, always for me, first preference is watching a movie in a theater. Right. Um, I, I just, as you said, there's something about that experience, that, that magic of, of going in with uh, all the, you know, with the darkness and not having all the distractions that you mm-hmm. have otherwise. Because, you know, I talk about watching a film on my phone. Man, how many distractions do I have? Sure. I mean, somebody will text me while I'm watching it. You know, I have to check it. Or uh, while I'm watching it, I'm like, hey, I wonder if the Hornets actually won a game. Oh, man, they just lost by 33 points. So, again, yeah. Um, So when you go into a theater and you follow the rules and actually turn off your phones, you you become a captive audience. Yeah. And 
and they're, the audience, too, is a huge part in the film-watching experience. Uh, I've seen movies... Um, I'll, unless I'll, they're texting. Yeah, unless they're texting, <laughs> right. I've, I've seen movies w- with a packed theater. Right. And you come out of the movie, and it was just so much better. Yeah. Or so much scarier. Right. Or so much funnier. Funnier, yeah. yeah. And um, we'll, we'll rent it. Oh, you know, i got to show it to my wife. got to right. show it to my kids. And then I watch it again without that kind of collective experience. Right. And it's good. Yeah. But it's not as great. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as scary. Like, well, wait, wait till you see this part. This is so scary. But no one else screams. Where when you're in the movie theater, there was that person behind you screaming, which kind of amps up the tension. It is. So I like that that piece of magic of the collective experience. Yeah. And and that, you nailed it, the experience. And that's, um, I I tell the story uh, quite a bit to uh, every year when I have a, a, a film class. We talk about the experience of it, and I always share, uh, back when I was in college, there was a, a film called Turner and Hooch by Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know, not an Academy Award-winning film by any means. But um, but I went to see it. Uh, I, I would go to movies um, every week while I was a college student. Uh, mm-hmm. I, would always, I would always go, and I'd go alone or I'd go with friends. I just loved movies, still do. And I went to see that one by myself. And I went on like a you know, Tuesday night. Um, I think maybe three other people in the whole theater. That was it. I watched it and I said, eh, yeah, it was okay. You know, it was all right. And, and, and didn't, you know, particularly enjoy it. Didn't particularly not like it. It was just mm-hmm. an okay film. The following week, a group of friends said, Hey, hey, no, we're going to go, go see a, go see a movie. You want to go? And I said, um, well, yeah, what are you going to see? Turner and Hooch. I'm like, ah, I've already seen that. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on. So I went with this group and then I, you know, I laughed because there was this contagious laughter sure. that was happening. And so the experience was different. Very same film. I'd already seen it before. already knew what was coming. But I actually enjoyed it that second time around. And if, if I were to give it on a report card rating, it would have been a, a much higher rating. Okay. And part of that's the experience sometimes. Yeah, I often wonder that with critics because, I, I, again, I've never gone to a preview viewing right. of right. a movie. So. Yep. I, I, when I picture it, I picture you as a critic in a room by yourself yeah. watching. <laughs> and I often wonder, like, how much does that influence yeah. your your rating of the film or your critique of the film versus going in there kind of uh, as Johnny Q. Public right. popping in there yeah. with the packed audience and how that visceral experience yeah. can kind of change your experience of the film. Yeah, it, it can make a difference. Uh, I've, I've done it both ways. I've, I've done, like, private screenings where... It was award season, and they set up a screening for just me. I'm in there by myself, nobody else in this theater that seats right. 300. Um, that is an odd experience. Um, you know, with that, you you really are kind of focused on on all the elements of what the film's supposed to be, but you mm-hmm. don't get that um, you don't get that ambience that that comes with having a crowd. Right, and um, and, and there's something missing there. Um, but I'm still able to, to to evaluate it and criticize it. Same same kind of token, though. I, you know, I, I go to see uh, old Batman versus Superman that was out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a preview screening for that, but it was it was both a um, a marketing screening and a critic screening together. And so when those things happen, they reserve X number of rows for the critics. You know, in the middle, in the hot, you know, the sweet right. spots. 
and then then they they let people have won movie contest on radio or TV or the regular even, schmucks. Uh, yeah, or even some sponsors <laughs> in the area that've given tickets away to to fill the seats. Okay. Uh, for those they really do for those that are the blockbuster type films, they want the critics to watch those for the most part with an audience okay. because they want that that feel to come out sure. of it. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, for for me, um, for Batman versus Superman, it did not work. Um, I, I, um, I I gave it. I think I gave it a, a B minus. It was it was good, not great to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't really. Uh, you know, having all these people around didn't really impact me. And even for for a lot of the fans too, you could hear them walking out saying the very same kind of things that the critics were saying, okay. which was really interesting. Uh, it was a very mixed bag. Um, of response from that particular film. Mm-hmm. Um, now, coming up in the not-too-distant future, there is a screening for X-Men um, Apocalypse. Okay. That one is a critics-only screening, and it's a, it's a morning screening, which is really odd. And uh, I inquired about it, and I said, well, what, now, can't bring a guest? No, no guest for this one, just the critics-only. Mm-hmm. Normally, when that happens, it's not a good thing. Right. You know, normally, when that happens, if they're not uh, uh, allowing you to bring guests, it's not a good thing, or it's during award season. I've never seen them do that with a film that's supposed to be, you know, one that's all about making money. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is. This it's it's a franchise film. It's going to do well opening weekend. But why they're not having us go with uh, the, uh, the the larger screen, I don't know. And so that's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. What what comes of that? Now they're expecting it to do well because they're already talking about even some uh, spinoff films from from this one of some of the characters. Um, it's interesting with X Men. This is this is the uh, you know it's part of the reboot, but it's tied together the old X Men. But now oh, it's okay. it's finishing up the the third installment. So this is the third installment of the second go round. So it's uh the superhero films and, and what's happening with those is really just crazy. Yeah, you need a flow chart. Man, you do. Reminds me of uh Master of None. I don't know if you've seen that on Netflix. No, I haven't. Um but he, he, this reminds me of that a scene from that show where they're talking about you know the the time investment to see these thirty X Men films yeah. that's out there. Yeah, and, and is it worth the payoff? <laughs> yeah. You know, I was I've been to one preview show when you were talking. It made me think of this, and this shows. Um, I guess maybe dates me a little bit, but it was to see the movie Flintstones. Okay. But the preview film, which I had not heard a thing about, was Forrest Gump. Wow. And it was just totally like, I'm going to see the Flintstones, and there's this movie before called Forrest Gump. I'm going to go check it out. How cool was that? To yeah. see Forrest and like and have no expectation right. at all. Right. And that's kind of a cool experience when you, when you don't have necessarily the hype built up around right. a film that you quote, air quote, yeah. to hear, discover. Right. I remember like just being floored, seeing yeah. Forrest Gump and thinking that was magical. And that ties back to Turner and Hooch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> you know, there, are, there are certain films that it is, it is about that experience in the theater. And Forrest Gump, I would argue, is one of those that... Sure, it's still it's it's still an amazing film. One of my favorite films, and I've I've watched it. I don't know how many times. Um, if I'm in the house flipping channels and it comes on, right, I have to stop and watch it at yeah, least through the next commercial break or whatever. When when it what whoever's happening to run you happen to be running that. But uh, I remember just seeing that, and it was just it was just amazing visuals on so many different levels. The acting, the story, the humor. 
uh, the seriousness, yeah. all of that combined in that film, mm-hmm. the action, um, it, it had so many different elements going for it. Remember, that's the special effects there for Lieutenant Dan with no legs. Oh, yeah. And the, yeah. the table tennis, that was groundbreaking. Oh, yeah. yeah. And just thinking, how uh, how do they do this? Right. And, and splicing them in with the actual yeah. footage. That, yeah. It's like when I show my kids uh, The Matrix now. And remember the first time you saw The oh, Matrix yes. yep. and, and some of the, the special effects they did? I, like literally jaw-dropping stuff. Right. And now right. when my kids wa- watch it, well, they've seen it like parodied a billion times. It's like, all right, that's that's cool, but yeah. like, no, you don't understand, right? Yeah, and it and, and it is in the context of it because at the time that when you see it, when when they introduce something like that, it is groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. You know, it is groundbreaking, and then it, there are so many imitations that come after it that it becomes like, oh, okay, yep, seen it. You know, but but it still doesn't take away from the artistry right. behind that. But it just it just becomes second nature after after a point. And then there's, we're always trying to to um, to go a step further, a step further, yeah. a step further. And that was one of the things that bothered me with Batman versus Superman, is there's this um, this monster at the end that basically has this this showdown with with Superman and uh, and Batman and Wonder Woman. Um, I, I should I should I should say I, I can give away spoilers if you haven't seen it by now. Okay, but I'm not going to do that. But there is this monster. <laughs> that um, the effects to me were really poor and I felt were, were a step backwards in, in what, mm. what we should expect now from, from films. And I think that's, uh, that's an interesting, interesting thing when we're watching films that are special effects, at least in some part now, and they cost you know, a couple hundred million to make. Right. You're going to expect them, everything to be as good as what you've seen before, and it should be if you're going to spend that kind of money. Sure. In it. And, uh, and and I I didn't I didn't feel I felt like it was uh, it was some cheesy claymation creature that I saw uh. from Sinbad's Seven Voyages or something, which <laughs> at that time was pretty cool. But you know now I want to see a little more than that. Right. You know I want to see a little more than that now. Um, so yeah, that, that's to me. If, if if you're going to have a film that's going to rely on special effects, you better you better reach the you better you know reach the hurdle. Yeah, of course. You know this. Like, well, you know the story behind Jaws with Steven Spielberg and not being yeah. able to get that hunk of junk to work, and right. how that actually built into the story and, and made the movie pretty much what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still terrified to go in the ocean, yeah. and you know, low tech special effects that never worked that right. built that suspense. Yeah. But I showed my kids. I, I remember they're finally old enough to watch Jaws, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we watched the the the, the Blu-ray remastered right. i'm thinking this is gonna be great yeah yeah they're like yeah it's a big shark yeah what's the big deal <laughs> exactly. exactly so i guess in in some sense that's a good thing i remember watching um children of the corn you know you watch that movie again yep. now and it's kind of it's kind of corny right but right. i was afraid to go outside from my neighbor's house to my parents house after watching that <laughs> and i grew up in pennsylvania where the home's my neighbor's home was about literally 10 feet away. Right, right. I was terrified from it. My kids laugh during these movies. Because you go back, like you're saying, the special yeah. effects are just yeah. so, I guess my old fuddy-duddy self says they're so jaded now, yeah. but the expectations are so high yeah. that these old films, they just can't compete right. Right. with yeah. the digital technology yeah. it's, now. And when, but when you can find one that does, yeah. you realize just how special that, that film was. Um, I mean, I watched Jurassic Park. The original, and you know, I still feel it holds up. 
Yep, absolutely. You know, I still feel from a technology standpoint, it still holds up. It's still now, the best one in the yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it, it still holds up. And that's 96? Is it 96 that was out? You know, 96, I 94? Might, yeah. I mean, it, it's, you know, uh, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Absolutely. When you can, you know, you're talking 20 years that yeah. you're still able to, that it still holds up technology-wise. That that says that they were on to something then. And the technology was an integral part of the story, not the story. Right. Like yep. in Jurassic World. Yeah. Where it almost like they let the technology get in the way of the storytelling. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, really? That's how yep. you're going to end it? Because I know yeah. we don't do spoilers. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But really? Like, yeah. we had to have that one big last <laughs> yep. digital dino showdown. Right. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Well, well, for you, uh, what was it? When was it that you first started saying, "Okay, I want to, I want to just, I just want to devour every kind of film that I can"? Was there a point in your life that you just wanted to, to watch everything? Um, I, if I could go back to like one uh, flashbulb moment, it was a, it was a Sunday wow. afternoon. All right, I would probably have been. Preteen, mm-hmm. in the couch on the couch. My dad was in his recliner, and Cool Hand Luke was on uh, like the Turner Broadcasting Network yeah. or it was some cable sh- cable channel. And I remember watching Cool Hand Luke, and you remember that scene with with the car wash and the girl washing the car. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of uh, scandalous yeah. for the time. It, yeah. Actually, it's still kind of scandalous yeah. now watching yeah. it. And I remember my dad was watching it, and I was watching it, and. Uh, we got past that part, and he kept it on. I'm like, all right, that's pretty cool. And yeah. uh, Paul Newman was just such a rock star yeah. in that movie. Yeah. And I thought, I could tell it wasn't what I would call an old-timey movie, but right. talk about standing the test of time. Yeah. It was just such a good film. And I could tell I, I was too young to get how it spoke to me on another level, but I knew right. it did. Yeah. And so um, from that, of course, this is... I, pre-internet stuff right yeah so um i talked to my dad a little bit about paul newman mm-hmm. young paul newman and that and he talked about um brando and james dean so i had to go back and i read a book about james dean and i realized i think he only had like three films in the can yeah. um all of which came out after he died i'm pretty sure so i got fascinated with james dean of course james dean led to marlon brando right. and i started watching these um old films and I don't even more so now, but even then to watch old timey films was kind of corny, but man, they were just so good. Yeah. And then it was just one led to another, led to another. And you just discover another star back when kind of like the golden age of Hollywood, when they were bigger than life. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, just following it down that rabbit trail. So it all came back to cool hand Luke. I think watching that. I think it's incredibly important for, uh, lovers of film, to go back and watch films before their time. Yeah. Um, you, you gotta, you gotta understand a little bit of the context of film history, even if you don't understand film history itself, but to watch those films, to find where these things came from. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you see particular actors now and you hear people talking about, well, you know, they're very similar to, you know, whoever that happens to be. Right. Sometimes there's a reason for that. Sometimes that was a, an idol for them. And, and they're kind of drawn into to that particular person. You know, I, I think you become a much better uh, student of film, whether it's just an audience member um, or a true student of film, 
by going back and, and understanding a little bit about the film history. I was talking to a film critic recently, and he said there are a lot of these young film critics now that are in their uh, their 20s who, who they don't think anything, uh, you know, there was no movie made before Pulp Fiction. Right. That's, that's, that was, you know, the only, that was the first film ever made sure. in their mind. And, uh, and he said, you know, they, they really need to get a little deeper in their understanding if they truly want to get into to film criticism, especially. Yeah. But even as just a, somebody who enjoys it, you know, there, there's something about watching things that were made before you were born. Um, I remember watching, um, with my with my my mom and my dad, these grand biblical epics on mm-hmm. on TV, uh, you know the the, uh, the Ten Commandments and then the Ben Hur, and then those kind of films would do these revival screenings where they would come back to theaters in towns and they would they would have a limited theatrical run of yeah. these, and my family would always make sure I got a chance to go and see those the way that they had seen them, and there was something about those those kind of films because they were it was the it was the epic it was it was mm-hmm. kind of the uh, the Indiana Jones scope you yeah. know or the Star Wars scope as far as the way that film was put together it was a total film on so many different levels and to see those in theaters just really um, I, I got a much much deeper appreciation and love for film to go, to go back and watch those and instead of watching them on the movie of the week on a Sunday night right to go and do that and then as I got older when HBO and Showtime yeah. and the movie channel came out, you know, it was before your, your VCRs. Right. You could, but you could watch movies pretty early after, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were in theaters like, wow, okay, I don't have to wait until it comes on CBS or the ABC movie of the week. Now I get to do that. And then when the VCRs came out, it's just been interesting to see um, how technology and, and, and what we've decided to do as an, as a, um, well, what the industry has decided to do to get that movie out to people. And or there's movies out to people, and uh, and and now you know it's it's all about it's reaching your audience. And if your audience wants, says, "Hey, I want to watch it on my phone, my mobile device," yeah, then you do that. You do yeah. that. Yeah, I remember growing up, the um, direct-to-video release was a told you a little bit about the movie. Yeah, it did. That's but exactly now that right. you know, some movies are skipping the theaters altogether. Altogether, yeah, yeah, just to get it out to their audience. Yeah, in a, in a different format and meet them where they're at. Well, so. and, there, and there's some that are doing. Um, they're they're doing like video on demand before it hits theaters, right? Which is really crazy to me. Yeah, but it's absolutely crazy to me. But it works. Word of mouth, word of mouth. Yeah, right? it builds up the excitement yeah. for the film, and yeah, um, probably. <laughs> I keep hearing about um, how movies aren't profitable mm-hmm. because of the the market, the money that goes into marketing. I remember reading an article years ago about how Forrest Gump basically through accounting magic broke even. Yeah, and. Uh, I would think that the the direct or video on demand a week or two before can build up that word mm-hmm. of mouth. Like, um, I think word of mouth. I think Blair Witch Project. Yes, and absolutely. how that would just became a um, through their uh, guerrilla marketing mm-hmm. with the websites right. and kind of word of mouth built up, and everybody had to go see Blair Witch Project. Right. Yeah, and I remember everybody had to go see it like two or three times, and that's right. not a movie you want to watch more than right. once, unless you have Dramamine <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know and have a, a, a barf bag beside you. Right, but everybody did. Yeah, because of, because of that interesting marketing technique. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting for me. I'm much more of an outsider in it all, but yeah. I love the I like the the business side of it too, just mm-hmm. to learn more about how they how they do it. Yeah, and, and you talk about the business side of things now. Um, wasn't that many years ago that uh, the U.S. was the 
you know, the, the hold. I mean, the, the, yeah. if the movie made money in the U.S., that's really all that mattered. Right. And and now the U.S. is it's it's an afterthought for some films. Right. So many films are open overseas before they're ever opened here. Yeah. Uh, Civil War already opened overseas you know, before it ever opened in the U.S. And that's crazy. You and know, it's changed. Crazy. It's changed our bad guys too, yep. right? Because oh, now, now our bad guys can't be the bad guys that yeah. they used to be. Yeah, because well, of Iron, the, the international market. Yeah, Iron Man was was a great example of that. They mm-hmm. they actually added. You know, great thing with the, the last Iron Man film, they actually added a whole subplot, a Chinese subplot, uh, with characters that we yeah. never saw over here. Oh wow, I didn't know that, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had you had like uh, an extra ten or fifteen minutes that had this subplot with with uh, top name actors from China. Oh, get out! In it. Yeah, yeah. And then the Red Dawn remake, right? Uh, the Chinese were supposed to be the evil ones, but it ended up being what North Korea, right? Because we so, can still, okay. exactly. we're not worried. We're not worried about exactly. those, those exactly. two movie theaters in North Korea. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it 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 uh, it's fascinating, and you're right. The business of it, uh, but there's still there's still a lot of uh, enjoyment to uh, to watching films that, that are with the good stories. And mm-hmm. for me, I, I can watch a special effects film and enjoy the special effects. But it's, to me, it's got to be the story ultimately that that will hold me in and and and, and uh, keep me going all the way through. Yeah. Um, when you are, uh, as we are, we've we've seen so many movies over the course of our lives. Uh, you, you like to see things original from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're all creatures of habit, so we do enjoy formula as well. But uh, when you're criticizing films, uh, you do find yourself going, okay. That's the is that the very same film I saw before with just different names in a different location, okay. or is there something different about it? Romantic comedies are uh, are notorious for having formula, but that's on purpose mm-hmm. because mostly the audience that wants to go see a romantic comedy they they typically want the guy and the girl to end up in the end after all the chaos and mayhem they endure throughout. They want sure. them to end up. So when there's a twist and it doesn't have this happily ever after, those maybe don't make as much money, but those can be some of the best ones ever produced because the way that they twist the story around. Yeah. Me, Earl, and the and the dying girl. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. that? My kids yeah. hated it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. wait a second. This yeah. doesn't always have to yeah. end happy, yeah. does it? Yeah. I mean, look at the title. Yeah. <laughs> you were warned. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, even um, you know, talk about kids' movies. Um, you know, Shrek mm-hmm. was one that that turned the fairy tale kind of up up on its head. It wasn't yeah. the it wasn't the the good looking prince and the princess. It was you know the ugliest creature you can imagine. Right. That ends up saving the princess, and he's not just ugly. He's just ugly right. through and through <laughs> as well. Brute, right. And so uh, you know in that particular film, it, the the damsel in distress is not the the princess. It's really Shrek. Yeah. Hey. Cool. You know it's really Shrek when you look at it. And so to take something like that and change it to where it's a different, but yet. Uh, um, Familiar. Mm-hmm. At the same time, that's creative, and that's that's pretty impressive. Um, the reason I thought about Shrek, it was on TV recently, and we were flipping around channels, and I'm like, oh, I just forgot how wonderful that movie was on a lot of different levels. Great humor. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the voice talent was wonderful. The, the animation w- mm-hmm. was excellent in that, and, and, and then once again, the story. Yeah, and that brings us kind of full circle, too, with how revolutionary that was at the time. Yep geared towards kids, but the adults could kind of get the subhumor in between the line stuff. But that's been repeated and recycled right. so much it now has. that it's lost some of its yeah. some of its luster. Yeah. Um, Zootopia, I was, I was thinking. Yeah. 
Um, still really good film. Yeah. Um, but it lacks some of the, maybe the originality that Shrek had because it's been done so many right. times. Yeah. 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 So, uh, we've got a couple minutes left. So, um, what do you, um, when you go to theaters now or when you, uh, rent something from Redbox or, uh, on demand or however you choose to, to check out your home viewing, what are the things that you're drawn to the most now? Or does that depend? Um, it, it depends. I'm a people pleaser. So normally I'm watching movies I'm watching with my kids. Okay. Um, I'm uh, trying to go back and get some of the 80s classics that I because now they're in their teen years, so yeah. we can watch the uh, Breakfast Club right. and Better yeah. Off Dead and yeah. some of those classic 80s yeah. films. Yeah. My wife, I think, is somewhat in your vein. She is less on plot and more on action. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I I like to watch films for me when it's just I'm being selfish. That. Um, that make me think, that make mm-hmm. me laugh, that make me cry. Yeah. Um, but that probably don't necessarily have a lot of things blowing up. Right. I've yeah. never seen a Fast and the Furious. Okay. All right. One through 27, yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed um, Spotlight. I, right. I, I yeah. don't know if you can say you enjoyed Room. Right. <laughs> but yeah. I, that, I laughed. Yeah. I cried. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Um, I watched it by myself in the basement. Right. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of what I'm looking for. I'm looking yeah. for story. Okay. Um, original story. Right. I, I like, I'm still of, of that age or generation where I like actors. Yeah. I'll go see yeah. Tom Cruise in any movie. Right. Um, Richard Gere, I'll go see in any movie. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I, my wife always says, why, why would people go see a movie because of an actor? And there's, Few actors like uh, Daniel Day Lewis, I'd watch yeah. him paint a fence or yeah. cobble his shoes like Absolutely. he does. Yeah, um, in anything. Yeah. Um, so stories and actors still draw me in. Yeah, and there's there are um, there are actors and then there are movie stars, and mm-hmm. I think there are very few actors and actresses anymore. You can name them probably, you know, on you know, on your fingers, how many really good actors and actresses there are. Mm-hmm. That you would that that you or I would say, okay, I'm going to go see it because of them. Yeah. Um, other times it's well, okay, that's Will Ferrell. Uh, you know, if you want to just uh, be a, you know watch something as goofball, you might go watch it. Well, that's a movie star. Yeah. You know, he's going to bring in money um, at least one weekend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> After word of mouth, sometimes maybe not that second weekend. Yeah. Um, and there are some that you know that you know are going to bring in that money because of their name, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily because of their, their talent at acting. Right. You know? uh, and that, I mean, that's always been the case. I mean, you, sure. you, you go back and, you know, years and years and years, and some of those just had this appeal. Uh, some actors and actresses just had an appeal. They weren't necessarily that great, mm-hmm. but there was an appeal. And so it's, 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 it's changed, but it's the same. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jeff Hartman, our guest here on Cinema Scene Today. Appreciate his time. Uh, you can also hear Jeff each week right here on Gardner Web University Radio, WGWG, for what's that show? Exercise in Science with <laughs> Dr. Jeff Hartman. That's it. That's it. Uh, we will definitely have uh, Dr. Jeff Hartman back to talk movies sometime in the not too distant future. We appreciate you listening as always. You can go to our Facebook page. You can always email us at info at wgwg.org for more 
information and let us know your thoughts. And uh, like I said, go to that Facebook page, interact with us. Uh, just look for Cinema Scene and WGWG. Till next time, that's Jeff Hartman. I'm Noel Manning, and that is a wrap.